0: What? Think you can give me some competition? Sure, I'll try it. That's what I like to hear. kid who isn't afraid to lose. No, no, I got it. I want to take the money. You ready?
1: Welcome to Heroes 3, the biweekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week we are getting ready to dive into the films of Bruce Lee, which is a a long, a long time coming uh, arc of of movies. Um, But to kind of get us in the in the mood for it, in the in the right zone for it. Carlos has put together this really cool list of Bruce Lee's in video games. I'm I'm adding the S cuz I think it's funny, but yeah, it's, awesome. so
2: much of your life has led to this moment, I feel like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and of, of course it's uh, Carlos and, and Marty are joining us as always.
2: Yeah.
3: So
1: mixed up with the intro there.
3: Yep. And um I mean, I right out the gate, of course, video games are a visual medium. But uh, I think there's a lot to be said about how iconic Bruce Lee is. And this will leap beyond audio and into your brains and will describe his appearances (laughs) in video games. And I I was thinking about things a bit, too. And, I mean, as we talk about the films, this is going to, I mean, this ends, Bruce Lee's career ends at the beginning of the 70s. Video games as a genre, as a medium, um, are nowhere near their birth, I mean, maybe kind of close, like yeah, space war, what is it,
1: yeah, let's say the earliest video games is like or it's like like mid seventies, yeah, like, but nobody you know, wants to play that, but, come on, yeah, that's that's yeah, that is <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got yeah you... space war, you got pong, yeah, yeah, a couple of a couple other little things like that, and yep. video games are very much a a kind of a weird novelty that's at skeevy bars next to the pinball machines, yeah, so. Definitely not where where it will be in in a decade from then.
3: Yeah, I think it wasn't until something like Space Invaders that, I mean, would be a game that I would care about playing regularly. Yeah, (laughs) totally. I mean, you can
2: only imagine what Bruce would have done with that medium. It just, it feels like something he would have gotten excited about.
3: uh, Yeah. plenty
2: Plenty of ideas.
3: Yes, totally. I totally agree with that. And you can also think, oh, he's an older type. So maybe by the time he was video games are coming out that would be something he wouldn't be interested in but one of the things I do think about Bruce Lee is he always was trying new things and you know to advance himself to mm. advance like his passion that was martial arts and um he also was very like um a proud person and i i could see them kind of bringing to him hey Bruce Lee this is a new thing it's called a video game and he'd be like oh we, you know i could I could deliver my message through that somehow. And I mean, even going into the 90s, and we're going to talk about fighting games, of course, I could see Bruce Lee maybe finding an appeal in something like a fighting game. For me, loving fighting games for basically almost all my life. And uh, as I got better in fighting games and understanding the mechanics, um, there's a term that I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast, but if you're a fighting game player, it's a term that you've heard called footsies. And footsies is basically <laughs> kind of like, playing in the space between your character and your opponent's character and capitalizing on their mistakes and knowing the range of their attacks and the range of your attacks. And, um, you know, a highly skilled fighting game match, you, anytime the match starts, that's what you're seeing is that kind of play the back and forth between two characters. And um, I mean, the way of the intercepting fist, Bruce Lee's philosophy in martial arts in Jeet Kune Do that, that's actually almost like a direct comparison between footsies and Jeet jitsu I mean, it's a very base Dude, thing and beautiful. it's it's entertainment. You know, I'm not comparing video gameplay to martial arts and uh, a discipline like well, that. It just, but...
1: it just means it's a it's a good translation yeah. of, of how that how that works in real life to to like a, a gameplay format so you can. Feel a little bit of that without having to spend, you know, years and years of your life uh, training to, to do that.
3: And one of the most rewarding things to me in fighting games is making that right guess and capitalizing it in the most optimal way. It just feels so good. And it's just one of the things that I like about fighting games. And it's one of the things that I love to see about fighting as you know as a sport and then martial arts in general and i mean obviously we get to see a lot of that in a lot of the films that we covered but before we talk about fighting games we got to get to like the early beginnings of bruce lee in video games and it's yeah it's always gonna be clumsy and then there's gonna be an appeal where you're gonna you're gonna be buying something just because you're interested in bruce lee right (laughs) so um actually the first bruce lee game that I I looked up is a, it's just called Bruce Lee. This is 1984 (laughs) and we're going to go chronologically. Um, And it was released on the Atari, the ZX Spectrum, the uh, Commodore 64, PC-88 and MSX. dude so super like, cross-platform man. yeah yeah and like so many games from that time it's gonna be a screen-to-screen Terrible. like platformer oh, <laughs> yeah well <laughs> so uh, and like
2: wildly different from like uh, on each console
3: yeah actually yeah, yeah. pretty pretty close i mean oh, honestly cool. yeah they do seem pretty close so you're playing as bruce lee and you're going from screen to screen and it's it ends up feeling like uh Almost like a big maze. Almost like a proto-Metroidvania. You know that word is such a fun word to use. But you're <laughs> you're going through and you have to collect these little lanterns. And you actually, like, like it in says the in the description, yeah, that you're going through a wizard's tower. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're, you're seeking wealth and Im- immortality. And um, yeah. Bruce Lee, little guy, but it kind of represents him well. That's
2: kind of too soon. Like, the Bruce Lee game is, like, you're seeking...
0: I know,
3: right yeah. well there's there's that's something we're also going to encounter a little bit <laughs> In a, in a way this is also a form of bruceploitation <laughs> and um <Right. laughs> as far as i know i mean these yeah these are all western developed the, the uh, some of the earlier actually maybe not but some of the western ones you can tell they are very generous with uh bruce lee as a figure and bruce lee in a kind of Oriental <laughs> way, yeah, yeah, wow, so um, gotcha, yeah, it looks really weird. I think you fight like sumo characters in it, and um, but there's like these little things where you find keys and you can get through barriers. And um, there's some video of it on uh, YouTube. And as far as yeah, music I'm actually, goes, I, I, watching, I, I kind of flipped through a couple of the different
1: versions because I, I love looking at like the weird differences between versions of the, those old games, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and the uh atari 800 version of it the little sprite actually looks more like jackie chan from wheels on meals than sure than, uh
2: oh cool than
1: then like it, it's weird that uh this this tiny pixel figure can look like that but it has like that
3: the pose with like the the black gloves and the black yeah, pants i was gonna say shirt. i think it's the gloves and more yeah. of like jackie's
2: hair yeah. kind of mm-hmm. like yeah. mop top thing yeah
1: yeah, yeah, but we're talking as, about. As much as you can do that in a in, in a, like 2 Atari pixels, game, so but, yeah.
3: <laughs> you know. Right, it's pretty crude. So, um, uh also in 1984, Japanese developer Konami, one of my favorites, they released uh Yir Kung Fu. which is an arcade game. It was also ported to the Nintendo and um, the arcade and the home ports are a little different. So the main character is named Oolong in the arcade version, but in the home version, his name is Lee. And actually the, the last fighter that you encounter in the arcade version is, is blues. It was localized as B L U E S, but uh, he's a shirtless fighter. And I, I'm pretty sure that was a mistranslation of oh, it of should have been Bruce. Bruce. Yep, yep. Gotcha. Um, and I guess for for our tastes, uh, the composer for the NES version was Miki Higashino, who oh, does some dude, yeah, amazing She's work the on the Nintendo. Gradius yep. Master, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um. So I I really like the look of that game. It's really simple, but um, you have a lot of varied attacks actually. So depending on the angle of your stick placement you can do like a high kick or a low kick or jump kick and um i like the kind of crude like outlines of the characters so i think that looks really cool again i mean this is a visual thing so I, Mm -hmm. i honestly i feel like i'll do a blog post to accompany this episode and um i've been grabbing audio clips too so you're probably hearing some audio from each game as we go through the episode Again, we're here in 1984, and this is actually something that we've already talked about, actually going way back to the beginning. And Matthew, you mentioned Jackie Chan, but um, Kung Fu Master, uh, developed by Irem, and actually ported to the Nintendo by Nintendo themselves. Yeah, known only as
2: Kung Fu. And the yep. Home yeah,
3: region. legendary game. So many people yeah, enjoyed this yeah. game. Yep, And it was originally based on Game of Death. And then uh, I forget what the reason was, because this is all post, you know, uh, all of these films. But then it was actually reworked to be Spartan X Wheels on Meals. And uh, the game was designed by Takashi Nishiyama. And he would go on to create Street Fighter and Fatal Fury. And actually, um, for this episode, I, I realized that he's the founder of the company Dimps. So Dimps actually is the company that developed Street Fighter 4 for Capcom. So <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it's crazy dears, how dears, like circle. all the, yeah, yeah, that goes amazing. around. I love it. Um and you in in Kung Fu Master you play as Thomas from uh Wheels on Meals and you're climbing the Devil's Temple pagoda to defeat many enemies and save Sylvia from Mr. X. So there's a little bit of liberties here, but similar to Game of Death. Do you think Death, it's
2: possible that like Bruce Lee's estate um it just took a few years to kind of fight back against kind of it, unauthorized likeness
3: stuff That that very well could be. I don't know for sure. But what I mean, what I do know is historically they're very strict with u- using Bruce Lee for stuff and in any any time His yeah. Yeah, any time that anything comes out that they didn't really kind of have like a thumbs up for or hand they're, they're always <laughs> saying something about it. <laughs> but um yeah i i mean i love kung fu um uh koji kondo did the music for kung fu on nes some really great material from there and uh yeah it's um, mostly
2: the 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 ending Um, yeah otherwise the the rest of the music was in the original arcade version and And when you composer in that
3: yeah when you hear that you can totally hear koji kondo right there It's awesome. Um, okay, so moving a little bit forward, uh, the next game that I have on our list is from 1987. This is China Warrior. This is uh, from Hudson, and it was released for the PC Engine, the TurboGrafx-16. So um, it's, it's basically like... The the big brother to Kung Fu, Um, you have a much larger sprite in the game. You play as a character (laughs) named Wong. I'm looking at I'm looking at video now, and the sprite is obnoxiously big. It's huge. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs)
1: It's like a good quarter of the screen.
3: Yeah, and it's one of those things where you know this is the next generation. Yeah. But that doesn't always serve the game well, (laughs) because I've played it quite a bit. And one of the things is that you're just so huge that everything just hits you. So you're walking basically through each stage. And just like Kung Fu, enemies uh, approach you and you can take them out. And um, the character looks basically just exactly like Bruce Lee. And, but the other thing is like most of the characters you're fighting against look like these hooded druids. <laughs> and then there's also like bees and like rocks that fly at you. <laughs> classic <laughs> it's very it's very strange classic
1: bruce lee villains <laughs> yep and
3: um, for sure uh like a lot of games uh they reuse a lot of assets as you play through the game and then you just change the palette so you'll fight uh recurring characters that look very similar there's like kind of a big military looking guy no um, actually the um there's like a jackie looking boss in the game that you fight a couple of times and the final boss of the game actually looks like a beggar soul like a drunken master oh cool that's oh like, so cool. yeah 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 definitely yeah, that's really cool and so the, the music like pop
2: pop lock of like kung fu
1: movies or something
3: yeah yeah and that's also something that i mean especially <laughs> they, when you that's, get, a, that's pretty common and yeah in a... when we get to the 90s it's just all over the place <laughs> mm-hmm. um so okay uh, one of one of my favorites and i'm really excited to talk, talk about this is um, 1987, 1988, uh, Double Dragon by Technos Japan. First released in the arcade and then released on the Nintendo... When I was a kid, there wasn't really a direct uh, relation to Bruce Lee for me. I just loved the game. I thought it was cool. And I knew Jimmy and Billy Lee were the main characters. But um, Bimmy and Jimmy? Yeah, Bimmy and Jimmy. The Double <laughs> Dragon 2, I think. And um, yeah. uh, But just like when in the recent years one of the producers of Double Dragon had like a really cool thread on Twitter talking about the origins of the game, and he went into the inspirations, and actually Billy and Jimmy Lee are... Lee intentionally because they're based on bruce lee maybe not oh, awesome. visually yeah but thematically uh they're directly influenced by uh the works of bruce lee so actually uh billy is named billy lee because it's like billy Lowe from like game of death and um this. yeah so not only that but much of the original cast was named after characters in enter the dragon and, uh, so, like, the gang members that you fight, there's a Roper, who is John Saxon's character, there's a Williams, Jim Kelly, and actually, uh, a Bobo, the kind of iconic big thug in Double Dragon, mm-hmm. was originally Bolo, and, uh, oh. based on Bolo Young, so, uh, I yeah. thought that was really cool. And then, um, yeah, there's also an O'Hara, who is also an Enter the Dragon, that's Bob Wall's character, and I, actually, there's one of the villains, one of the female characters, her name is Linda, and I mean, you could honestly argue uh... that Linda is named Linda because of Linda Lee. So um, I I thought that was really cool when I saw that and just seeing those like connections being so direct was really, really fun to me. Um, looking into that a little deeper, um, there was a not that great live action version of Double Dragon <laughs> and um <laughs> but uh Mark Dacascos actually played Jimmy Lee in the live action. April is coming up pretty soon, so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um the other kind of fun thing that I I found was that oh the director of Super Double Dragon on Super Nintendo and Double Dragon Advance his name is Muneki Ebinuma. And actually, he's he's known in some places as Ebi Numa Lee. And he injected a lot of Bruce Lee in his games. So Billy and Jimmy had strong posing like Bruce Lee. And uh, the main image of Double Dragon, Advanced, um, is actually a direct riff off of the kind of iconic shot of Chuck Norris uh, and Bruce Lee posed together from uh, Way of the Dragon. Oh, so, dude, great um, catch. Yeah, it it's super 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 cool. And I mean, I love Double Dragon and actually I think Oh, yeah, Double Dragon's a classic. Yeah, one of my first like kind of realizations about video game music was like the title screen oh, for yeah. Double Dragon oh, on Nintendo. Like I yeah. literally would just stop Legendary. and just listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it was so 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 good. Do, 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 do.
0: Mhm.
1: Yeah, it's funny I I was I realize I'm not sure if outside of maybe seeing it, like actually at an arcade or at like a Magfest or something, I don't think I had ever seen the arcade version of it. I'd seen the NES one so many times. Yeah. yeah. Talk about
2: larger sprites.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And I think in that, the in
1: the video that I'm watching, the it looks like the games about to fall apart. Yeah, like it's <laughs> moving so janky. But
3: that's how the game Ugh. moves. Like the scrolling's mm-hmm. really weird, and the frame rate's kind of weird. Um, it it's a it also uses like I forget which Yamaha chip, but it's an FM synth soundtrack. And um, there are some tracks that are kind of rough, but I I mm. kind of have Got a that soft yeah. Yes, exactly. It's that era of FM. <laughs> yeah, synthesis. But um, I I don't know. I remember I played it like in one spot, and I was like, "This isn't like the one that I like on Nintendo." Because the Nintendo yeah. version had like this kind of cool leveling up too. Like after yeah. you've got so many points, you'd get more moves, and you didn't know what the move was, but you'd do it on accident, and you're like, "Holy crap! What well, what did I just do?" What's well, that <laughs> so, caliber
2: of port where um, it's almost like a special edition and kind of like further refining the yeah, like the the game and. Mm-hmm. And yeah I think with a lot of the arcade soundtracks of this period um I mean some of them are so well adapted to the n e s so like they're I definitely prefer them, just like the tightness of the arrangement and um
3: yeah, yeah I feel the, the same stability, way. i guess, even of the instruments, you know, yeah, 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 for sure um okay so uh i mean i could talk about double dragon all day but we'll move forward a little (laughs) bit the the next game that i have is from 1989 and it's called bruce lee lives yikes it's from a company (laughs) called the software toolworks and this is for the ms dos (laughs) dude oh fun Uh, yeah i can like picture
2: the giant box already
3: Yeah, and it, it's kind of that typical thing where it doesn't look that great. It looks better than like the stuff I was talking about before like on the ZX and stuff like that. So, you play as Bruce Lee and it's also, okay, it, real quick, it's also known as Bruce Lee Fall of the Hong Kong Palace. And uh in this sure. game you you play as Bruce Lee and you defend the Hong Kong Palace from destruction by the evil Master Poe and his gang
1: dude
2: nice yeah
3: does it have cool like
2: internal computer sound audio yeah it's
3: pretty rough so but one interesting thing that i saw when i was looking the game up is that like one of the like early screens like on the intro of the game it's like a really simple melody but i recognized it and it actually is like a riff it's like a ryuchi sakamoto like from YMO, like one of my favorite bands. He did the soundtrack to a film called Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. And that main theme is like a really iconic melody. And oh yeah, it's totally like in, I, I, I grabbed an audio clip from it, so we'll probably mm-hmm. be hearing it. I was like oh wait a second <laughs> but the game itself is pretty basic um you just encounter a handful of uh, enemies so it's basically like a one-player fighting game and you defeat each of the guys until you get to the end and actually it's pretty funny one of the playthroughs that i watched at the end the the last character he's fighting he dies and the the ending of the game is like a it's like a newspaper. <laughs> And it's just like you know, Bruce Lee dies found dead in his apartment. I'm like, dang, <laughs>
2: wow, <laughs> that's, dude, cool, that's messed up.
3: <laughs> it kind of uh,
1: looking at the views of it now. It kind of looks like Karateka or Karateka. Yeah. I actually have no idea how you're supposed to say that. but yeah, Karateka. Um, but yeah, it looks ka- Karateka. Yeah, it, it kind of looks like that. Not as not with like the beautiful like rotoscope animation, exactly. but the Same like gameplay kind of thing. Yeah,
3: yeah, totally. Yeah. So, okay, we're leaving the 80s and we're going into the 90s. The best decade oh, yeah. in history.
1: <laughs> so that's a turn, turn your baseball cap to the side.
3: <laughs> yep. I got my pump up sneakers. Bring out ready the tube. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, 1992. Now we have Mortal Kombat in the arcade first. Midway. <laughs> yeah. Man, such like it's basically Enter the Dragon meets Big Trouble in Little China. And Mm -hmm. in this game, we have Liu Kang. Uh, So, Liu Kang is the hero of the first uh, handful of Mortal Kombat games. He's a Shaolin monk and he's a defender of the Earth Realm. In Mortal Kombat, you are defending the Earth Realm from uh, originally Shang Tsung and then after that Shao Kahn from the outer world. They're trying to defeat the it, it's like if you if they lose 10 tournaments then uh the Outworld will come and take over and uh he is the hero of the game and definitely influenced by bruce lee um he's got the shirtless you know muscle bod he's got the black uh baggy pants and uh, the vocalizations in uh mortal Kombat are legendary and he's no exception, and Mortal Kombat One, it's just kind of like the the what the, But I mean, for me, my favorite is Mortal Kombat Two. He's got the bicycle kick, and it's basically the classic. <laughs> yep. And um, so actually, I looked into this a little bit, and John Tobias, one of the creators, along with Ed Boon, he cited Bruce Lee and Gordon Liu as equally inspiring to Liu Kang. And if you look at his name, Liu, that that Liu and Liu Kang, I'm sure is. And reference Gordon Gordon. Gordon Ah. Liu. And that was enlightening to me. I never even considered that. Um, So, the kind of cool thing about Mortal Kombat, and uh, before Mortal Kombat, there was uh, Pit Fighter, and that game and Mortal Kombat used digitized sprites. So, they would take basically photos and create frames out of these real actors and place them into the game. They're based out of Chicago, and Ed Boon and John Tobias, they had a, a friend that they wanted to put in the game. So Liu Kang was played by Holsung Peck, and we've actually do- talked about him on the yeah, podcast. Totally. He was originally going to be one of the heavies in Drunken Master 2, but unfortunately he suffered an injury, and it sounded like he had kind of a rough time during filming, and he kind of was sidelined toward the end of the film but really awesome i i think he's super cool i was a big fan of mortal combat i was a big fan of kung fu movies Uh, I was also a big fan of Ninja Turtles and he was was going to say, wasn't he the the one that was, he was one of the guys in the suits. Yeah. So he was a stunt double for Raphael in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. He was also listed as a stunt coordinator, which is so cool. And there's some really great set photos of him in the suit uh, alongside some of the other uh, Mortal Kombat uh, actors. And um, that's so cool yeah i i love it i love it there was also a fun show that i liked when i was a kid i don't know how it's aged but it was basically like wrestling but martial arts it was called wmac masters and it would air on saturday mornings and it was basically like a live action show where all these martial artists played characters and they'd have to fight each other and it was kind of a riff on fighting games too because they'd have life bars and stuff but uh (laughs) Hosung pak was on that show and uh I believe his older brother was also on the show. I think his name is Ho Young Pak. So I watched that for a little while. That was fun. But uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat. Come on. Like, so much fun. Yeah. And still a strong series Like to this day. Like, I think there's something about Mortal Kombat that kind of has like a, I don't know, kind of a a wider appeal it's definitely more of a western flavored fighting game and developed in the west but um i think that there's still a lot of fun in the series it's not maybe my favorite fighting game series but i love i guess similar to wrestling i don't really like wrestling but i like all the kind of fun little things about wrestling like moves and <laughs> yeah. stuff so um, like
1: everything around it but not necessarily the thing itself yeah i totally get that yeah and that's and how that's, I feel well, you're about... talking about mortal kombat i feel like a lot of obviously a ton of people in in America specifically were super inspired by those Hong Kong movies mm. and, you know, watch a lot of like the chop Saki kind of stuff from the 70s and 80s. But I feel like Mortal Kombat, they kind of got it the best <laughs> out of a lot of people that like went on to make movies and games and stuff. Yeah, no, that's what, Cause what? it doesn't it doesn't like it's a little bit, but definitely doesn't feel quite as like exotic orientalistas as some other stuff like it kind of gets what what made those things special without making it this weird like you know chinese mysticism kind of racist stuff so yeah and
3: and that stuff is definitely there but the way that it's kind of thrown together is kind of like in a fun like love letter way to me and it's it's campy you know like mortal Kombat was so controversial when it came out but when you oh, see yeah, it it's, it's goofy it's, it's and basically it always was. like yeah looney tunes to
1: me and like even the violence and stuff is like and that's i, I really th- this is a different episode but um it's thing with the more recent ones i feel like the they went so like <laughs> gruesome with a lot of the stuff that yeah. i feel like like they're forgetting like remember whenever, like, you like the guy like has like 15 rib cages that fly out of them whenever yeah. you, they hit him like it was always like completely silly and over the top, and, and yeah, not like not like you didn't feel like gross after you did a, a <laughs> right, fatality. Right. You're just like,
3: oh man, yeah. The new generation of Mortal Kombat games kind of lean on that realism a little too hard, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I totally agree. Like Mortal Kombat three, you literally had. Like somebody's skeleton jumping out of them and running away, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is, is too fun, <laughs> or uh, you know, like in Mortal Kombat 2, Liu Kang would literally drop a Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet on his opponent, yeah, 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 <laughs> that's the fun stuff, but yeah, so that's that's Mortal Kombat, and um, moving forward, we're in the era of fighting games now, so this is where you know my eyes light up and there's a neo geo game kind of co-developed by snk and adk another company called world heroes so this came out in 1992 and uh the bruce lee analog in this game his name is kim dragon so the kind of crux of world heroes is they pull characters from different like times and throw them together so it's a really goofy fighting game but it's kind of fun in its own way there's like a Joan of Arc character there's a viking yeah there's a (laughs) there's a Rasputin in the game which is like really weird and he's played for laughs the whole time (laughs) which is super strange oh man but uh Kim Dragon is a direct riff on Bruce Lee he's got the like the iconic black pants and Shirtless top, just like in uh, Enter the Dragon, like Liu Kang before him, and um, actually, so there's a couple of interesting facts about him. Uh, Kim was from China in World Heroes One, like his nationality, but after that, he would be known to be from South Korea. So, um, the the company SNK.
2: So was he uh, was he known as Kim Dragon when he was from China yes. as well? Oh, yeah,
3: okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, the. Uh, the company itself, the president of SNK, his, his, at the time his name is Kim Kafwan. Uh, 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 Carlos jumping in to fact check Carlos. Yes, Kim Kafwan, the namesake of the Fatal Fury character, but he was not the president of SNK. He was actually the chairman of the South Korean company VICOM. They had a strong relationship with SNK, and he was quite the character himself. He was reportedly a third down in Taekwondo and really wanted to uh, promote Taekwondo and South Korea in the games that he was involved with. So with his strong relationship with SNK, they they named the Fatal Fury character after him. And actually what I've read is that some other uh, Taekwondo practitioners in SNK games were named for members of his family, which is pretty crazy. And Kim Dragon, who we're talking about today, reportedly also named after Kim Kafwan. So uh, yeah, get your facts straight, Carlos. We're all coming for you. So uh, in the game, Kim is a famous martial artist and he's a movie star and he's basically setting out to prove his strength amongst this in this tournament. So that's kind of like cookie cutter bruce lee analog and um he has like kind of like fun like his sound effects are really cool he does like the bruce lee wata's really well and um he's got like a rising dragon kick where he's surrounded in like a flaming dragon aura and he has like some kind of kenshiro style like multiple fist attacks too and uh, i mean mentioning kenshiro obviously kenshiro and is analog for Bruce Lee in a way but I don't see him as directly a video game character although there were a lot of Fist of the North Star games mm. and it's just super fun to see him in a game but um, I think he's kind of like a honorable mention when it comes to this list that I've got going on and I mean I'm sure that there are some kind of smaller references that I might be missing but these are all like the notable characters that I thought mm. to make this list No, of. Dude
2: it's amazing how comprehensive this this is right. Oh, thanks.
3: <laughs> so um all right, now here we go, dude. 1993. Yeah, this is, this is the big one, dude. <laughs> Super Street Fighter 2: The New Challengers. Capcom Riding High. We, this is I I think this is the fourth version of Street Fighter 2 back in the day when Video game magazines were joking at Capcom about not yeah. being able able to count to three. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. So uh, we have here Fei Long So uh, Fei Long was introduced as one of the four new challengers in Super Street Fighter Two. He's he's hails from from Hong Kong, and Fei Long like Kim Dragon, is a movie star looking to prove himself against real fighters in uh, the you know, the tournament. I mean that, and Bison sets up. I guess it's still pretty nebulous. And Bison is like the villain. He, they don't. I don't know. It's weird. Anyways, but visually, come on, he's directly Bruce Lee. Yeah, it's yeah, it's totally. very very straightforward. And the Lee. the pixel work of that time, like they just like totally landed on such a cool identity yeah, for Faelong. His well, stance, and, ab-
2: and above all, we should mention this is the character that you play
3: yeah actually yeah and in, in super turbo which is like one of my favorite fighting games ever and will always be um i mean fei Long. and it was i mean i guess i i, I don't really play fei and i don't main him in many other games because he'd show up and he was in street fighter alpha 3 and he's cool in that game too but actually it's like the home version of street fighter alpha 3 he showed up in um he's in street fighter 4 he wasn't in street fighter 5 I hope he he shows up in whatever the next Street Fighter game is. But um yeah, in ST, uh Fei Long is super cool to me because he's basically like the way that you kind of play him is like your forward momentum. He's so let's we can talk about his moves a little bit. So Faylong, i um, actually most Bruce Lee analogs in fighting games don't have like a fireball. It's it's you know, they really stick to Bruce Lee as a close fighter and it's usually about quick attacks and it's usually about kind of combos and style so those are like kind of like i guess we should have done that right when i started talking about fighting games but um lu <laughs> kang does shoot a fireball i think like everybody in mortal Kombat shoots a fireball but um fei Long, his if you do like the hadouken motion he has like a sliding forward punch it's called the Rekka ken And that's actually like a three stage move where you can do it over three times and he'll move forward with every attack. And um, he also has a rising it's called Shin Kek. It's a rising dragon like flame kick. That's like your anti air like dragon punch in the game and um so basically how i play fei Long, and i think how most people that really are dedicated to him, you want to bi- basically kind of play him like a grappler almost he doesn't have a command grab but you want to force your opponent back and you want to control the space and you want to basically like bruce lee it's the way of the intercepting fist you're using those dash punches to kind of uh punish somebody whiffing an attack And um, he actually has a lot of momentum if you can really get on your opponent and use throws and use specials and use kind of like your your control and the footsies to keep control. You can take the round pretty quickly. He also does have some pretty stylish moves and super turbo. They have super moves so um, you can juggle like if you catch somebody in the air with one of your other special there's like a, a kind of a arcing kick you can juggle with the super and landing that just feels so right and um i mean me talking about super Turbo, that could go forever but he's like <laughs> for real like one of my favorite bruce lee's and fighting games and he, he's just so so cool so uh, and this was kind of interesting to me because uh, so we're talking about 1993 now so which is still the early 90s but we're moving into the realm of 3d fighting games which is still at a very simple state and we're talking about like the first 3d fighting game virtual fighter came out in the arcade released by sega and um actually not your typical bruce lee analog the character i'm talking about is jackie bryant and he's a blonde american fighter i think he's <laughs> from yeah he's from san francisco but he's a jeet jitsu practitioner now in the original virtual fighter they the characters have some personality but it didn't really come out until like the sequels in the game and um uh, but even in the first game he have one, one of the moves that I also think is an iconic Bruce Lee move is the flip kick. So doing like basically like Guile's flash kick where you flip in the air and kick your opponent. Which actually, like um, I think, yeah, it's in Enter the Dragon when O'Hara grabs uh, uh, Lee's foot and then he counters him by doing a flip kick yeah. and kicking him out of it. Such a cool move. And uh, in fighting games, especially in 3D fighting games, that's a move that you're going to see any Bruce Lee analog do. Um, But uh, Sarah, his sister, who's also kind of a blonde kind of actually i found out that she's actually modeled after sarah connor from terminator oh. which is oh, dude, crazy. crazy yeah crazy to think about but uh, both of them are jeet kundo practitioners and like in the later games like virtual fighter 5 final showdown i think that's a super fun fighting game and um they can do stance switches and footwork is a really important part of their uh gameplay and um Jackie has a lot of Bruce Lee like isms like his hand motions and um, he does these like kind of cool rapid kicks. Uh, He's just super, super cool. I love playing as him and Sarah actually she's my main in Virtual Fighter 5, but uh, I'm not super hardcore with that game.
1: I love the way that Virtual Fighter One looks like
3: oh, oh man yeah. like
1: that the, that early 3d with like where everyone's just a bunch of blocks
3: yeah like, no yeah, textures it's, crazy. It's, a- it's
2: aged in a really cool way somehow where it yeah feels like like this intentional aesthetic or something but yeah, yeah. i think yeah, that I mean, there's I still like i remember a... seeing it for the first time it's just the frame rate the colors is yeah it was amazing
3: yeah the frame rate is a good point too because yeah that game ran super smooth and um I feel like nowadays kind of like that low polygon aesthetic is like really appealing to people like and um I could totally see and actually in Virtual Fighter 4 and actually the latest version of Virtual Fighter 5 Final Showdown there are bonus outfits for each character that put them back into that original like flat polygon look. It's really really fun to see that. Oh, I love cool. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um Now we're kind of veering a little away from fighting games, but um, this is uh, 1994, and I'm talking about Super Punch Out for the Super Nintendo. So, um, the sequel to the original Punch-Out, super fun game, one of my favorites, um, there's a character in this game called Dragon Chan, so, uh, he's the only Punch-Out character that I can think of that uses kicks, he would fly across the screen, like, (laughs) doing a jump kick and you'd have to duck it, and, um, he also has, like, a triple kick that you'd have to be very careful of, so... Um, when you see Super, him. Pu- Super Punch Out's bonkers, yeah, that game. <laughs> awesome. It's such a,
1: it's such a cool game. It's I feel like it's such a like for being like a, a main Nintendo game. It's very underrated. I feel like, yeah. Like and people people talk about the original one, of course, and a lot of people talk about the, uh, the new the, 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 Wii, the Wii one, Wii one Wii which yeah. is which is so good too. Yeah, that yeah, one's really but,
3: really good. Um, but yeah, one of the things that I found out about Super Punch Out, looking it up for this episode, is that it actually wasn't like officially released in japan it came out in the states in 94 but it was only released and get this it was released in 1998 in japan which is weird insane to think about and it was exclusively through like nintendo had this rom cartridge service where you had a blank cartridge and you could take it to a kiosk Yeah, it was called Nintendo Power. That's what it was called in Japan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, you could download a game onto that cartridge and uh, Super Punch-Out was only available in Japan through that service, as far as I could tell when I was looking up. So bizarre. I was so surprised by that. That was crazy. But it's got really cool music, and the characters are gigantic, and uh, they're all really cartoony looking. I love how that game looks. It's Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a real fun time. And it was, you know, 1994, not too far along. So uh, I thought that was really cool to mention. So also in 1994... We have, and this is a kind of first, where we're we're actually, it's it's one of these movie tie-in games. (laughs) You know how those can usually be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this is by Virgin Interactive, and it's Dragon the Bruce Lee Story. out originally for the genesis and then it was ported over to the super nintendo and it basically plays through the quote unquote events from the movie starring jason Scott Lee. and i mean that movie i don't know when the last time you guys saw it but it's pretty liberal on its own <laughs> yeah yeah very much so but yep.
2: one of the great 90s scores um, it's great yeah randy edelman and um yeah the main theme ended up being used in like a gajillion trailer is like yep. fouling Dragon. So yeah, soft spot for that. <laughs>
3: I don't think that the music from the movie is represented in the game but um it's this is also like a beat-em-up and actually similar to the bruce lee lives game it's basically like a one-on-one beat up so stage to stage you're just fighting another opponent and um the animations are really nice i like how the animations look and you have a, actually a good selection of attacks but um it's just kind of weird it's so like yeah. it's for for some reason, it's cool with me when there's an analog of Bruce Lee, but when they're actually like putting Bruce Lee in a thing, it's like ah, that's kind of weird, guys like what what are you doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know I guess you it feels kind of like kind of like sacrilegious like mor- or something? morbid or something yeah,
3: like, yeah, totally it's like um. Kurt Cobain in like rock band or whatever, like yeah, guys, yeah, like I got gotcha. you. What are you doing? For a second, in?
2: I was like, oh, Kurt Cobain in like a sixteen bit yeah. action platformer, and he's yeah. like,
3: yeah, yeah, wearing Kurt his Cobain in Earthworm Jim. <laughs> dude, that, that sounds. Incredible. Honestly, I I
1: wouldn't be shocked if there was some crazy like uncovered something or other where it was Kurt Cobain in a, yeah. an SNES game
3: nice. Yeah, so that that game's alright. It it would be a game that when I would I would rent it like and I was like, "All right, whatever. <laughs> Don't need to really play this ever again." Um but okay, so still in 1994. So, uh in the arcades in the 90s. So like everybody would always talk about Nintendo versus Sega, Nintendo versus Sega, you know, the console wars. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, for me being a fan of going to the arcade in the 90s um, i honestly feel like there was a also a really cool rivalry between sega and namco so yeah. sega would release a game namco would have their own answer and then they kind of would jump back and forth and uh, namco in 1994 released the first tekken game And um, the first Tekken game is really crude. But I think it, it looks a lot better than the original Virtual Fighter. And uh, the characters kind of have a lot more personality to me. So um, starting in Tekken 1, we're introduced to Martial Law. And uh, he would become a staple of the series. Whether it's him or his son. His son, Forrest Law, is the Bruce Lee analog in Tekken 3. And uh, following that, they would kind of would jump back and forth. But um, he's awesome. When it comes to three D fighting games, he's my favorite. Bruce Lee in a fight. He's got the flip kick. He eventually would have the one inch punch. Um, he's got like the triple roundhouse. He just super cool, super fun to use. He would later have the dragon kick, kind of the very dramatic jump leaping side kick. Mm-hmm and he'd also have it's actually i think it's just called the dragon stance and you would put him in that kind of bruce lee swagger that i i think everybody loves and um yeah in the game though his story he's basically trying to win money to open up a martial arts school but he's actually a chef by trade so um (laughs) a lot of the tekken games they have like those like rendered endings and um uh, as the games go on, you see like him in the restaurant, or maybe in the intro, and he would become buddies with Paul Phoenix in the game. And Paul Phoenix is kind of like the Chuck Norris analog in some ways, so they kind of have like a fun kind of buddy relationship in the game. So um, that that as the games go on, that's really appealing to me. But uh, yeah, oh man, martial law and the way that his he sounds is perfect, and actually. Uh, Katsuhiro uh, Harada, the the director of the Tekken series, he was the voice for the Martial Law and Forest oh, Law up until yeah from like Tekken One all the way into Tekken Five. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, so he did all the voicing for him. So um the other thing, stepping out of video games, there was a very bad tekken live action film (laughs) but uh kung lee played him in played law in the the live action film and we actually saw him in the grandmaster he fights against uh tony lung right at the beginning of the film so that's pretty pretty cool cool. yep um then okay a year later we get kind of um tekken but with weapons and uh soul edge is the (laughs) first game And that series, it would become known as Soul Calibur, a very popular series as well. And in the first game, there was a fighter that used nunchucks. His name is Lee Long. And I, I feel like outside of him using nunchucks, that doesn't really qualify him as like a Bruce Lee analog but in Soul Calibur, they introduced Maxi. And uh, Maxi in Soul Calibur series is pure Bruce Lee. He's got kind of a cool pompadour. He's got He's full of style. And his fighting stance is uh, 100% influenced by Bruce Lee. And later Dude, games yeah, he would... Yeah, and he's super fun to play. He's one of those characters you can just jump in and just smack on buttons and get some cool stuff going. I, I really like him. Uh anytime somebody's playing as Maxi, they're having a fun time. <laughs> but um uh in 1995 also there is Fatal Fury 3 uh road to the Vic- road to the final victory. So this is a, this I put this in a list because a lot of people bring this up, but there's a character called Han Fu and he fights with Nunchucks but i honestly feel like his characterization and like his style is much more Jackie than uh bruce lee he kind of has like these kind of funny animations he's got a move where he kind of swings his nunchucks around and if you hold the button down he'll actually hit himself in the groin and have, like, a goofy, like, animation. And he also has, like, a a counter move where he smacks his butt. And if you hit him, he kind (laughs) of leaps away, like, in pain. And uh, all of these are very uh, Jackie characteristics. And, um... He's actually, yeah, his, his hair kind of looks more Jackie when it's, like, yep. bouncing around
1: and stuff. Right. He has, like, a big smile on his face and yep. stuff. When we're,
2: and, we're starting to get to that point in history where Jackie really is ascending, like, mm-hmm. internationally.
3: And um, I, I believe that yeah. his character in the story, I think he's a cop, too. So that really lines him up with uh, Jackie Chan, like, super cop. Situation, and I mean, in Tekken, we've got uh, Lei Wulong, one of my favorite fighting game characters ever, and he's totally riffing on uh, Jackie Chan and the police story stuff. So we're we're getting towards we're still in the world of fighting games, but uh, we're uh, moving to 1996. So uh, in the realm of 3D fighting games, there is also Tecmo, and they made the Dead or Alive series. And this was originally released in the arcade and then following that it would be ported to the PlayStation and uh I think uh Xbox a a bunch of of games and uh very similar to Virtual Fighter um in a way but I'd say like a more extreme stylish version of Virtual Fighter you've got a counter button and there's a lot of like really dramatic like hazards in the stages so you can like blow your character away and the like land and it'll explode and launch them into the air. Really really crazy but a really fun game and in this game you have a Bruce Lee analog named Jan Lee and he is a Jeet Kune Do practitioner and he's entered the DOA tournament to prove that his style was the best. There we go, right? That's <laughs> all you really need. <laughs> But um, the thing that's interesting about uh, Jan Lee that I realized studying up for this episode is that he learned Jeet Kune Do by watching Bruce Lee movies. He, ah, that's he, funny. He isn't a riff on Bruce Lee. He was actually influenced. Like
2: legacy. Yeah. yeah,
3: so I think that's kind of a cool take on that type of character. And you get everything with that, too. He's got a really nice Bruce Lee, like, back and forth hop going on and he's got some really great like one inch kind of punch moves and um, dragon kick launching people into the walls and seeing them blow up <laughs> fly into the air so um, his name is actually a riff on Bruce Lee so Lee Jun Fan uh, John Lee they kind of played around with the syllables and messed around with it and so uh, in Dead or Alive 3 he was actually motion captured by Ebinu Mali, the guy that I talked about earlier for the Double Dragon games. <laughs> no. I think well, that's so crazy, because he... I mean, different company, but he was so... He so loves Bruce Lee that he actually ended up doing mocap for a lot of video games, so martial arts is a part of his life as much as video games are, so I thought that was pretty cool.
2: Dude, that's awesome.
3: Yeah. Um. The other thing I wanted to mention is there's also a pretty questionable doa film but it's directed by Kor Yun, and um all right yeah, yeah so um jan lee does not appear in the movie though so that's kind of kind of a bummer because that would have been cool to see Kor Yun do some like bruce lee style stuff so that's kind of like the bulk of my list And I I know I did a lot of talking. I think we're at, like, 50 minutes, and it was, like, all me. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: there there will be lots of clips and stuff. Yeah,
3: yeah, for uh, sure. No,
2: dude, but standing ovation for gathering all this together. Yeah, for
3: real.
2: Some definitely, like, deep cuts here.
3: Yeah, and there are some little, like, nods to Bruce Lee in games, too. So, well, besides that, and uh, the UFC games by EA, I think it was in UFC (laughs) 2, they actually introduced Bruce Lee into the game. I think he was like DLC and then he was in like e, uh, UFC three and four. I don't really play those games. Um, they're not really my style.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's fair. Yeah, but it's still cool to see him realize, but it's also similar also to like what I was weird. saying. Yeah. I feel kind of icky. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever, that's fine. Um, but so some other little things in other games um in Pokemon, there are there's a Pokemon like oh, yeah, for Hitmon gener- Lee. Yep. Hitmon yeah. Lee and Hitmon Chan, each uh kind of a nod to Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. Yeah. In um Ultimate Marvel vs Capcom Three, they introduced Iron Fist, which is a Marvel character, but a lot of his moves, I mean rightly so, were influenced by Bruce Lee. And I think his like level three is awesome. It's like a one of the coolest like one inch punches in a video game. Um I was talking to Matthew last week about Ape Escape a little bit. And Ape Escape <laughs> is a really goofy series with a bunch of uh, parodies on things. And, of course, there's a Enter the Dragon parody in Ape Escape 2 called Enter the Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so is that that's pretty stupid. It's, it's
1: fine. I feel like Enter the Monkey could have easily been a Bruceploitation
3: movie, oh, too. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in Bayonetta, a-, a game that I really love, one of the weapons she can get is like, a, they call them, th- jokingly, it's called gunchucks, but they're basically nunchucks that are like rifles and it's called the siphon. And when Bayonetta is using that weapon, she's totally vocalizing like Bruce Lee does. So that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. And in uh, in Devil May Cry 3, Dante gets a weapon called Cerberus, which is like a, a, try nunchucks and that's like really cool to see him riff on bruce lee doing mm. that <laughs> hopping in again to uh drop in a couple of extra honorable mentions the first one and street fighter alpha maybe not a character but a stage there's a coliseum stage in street fighter alpha one and uh there are cats climbing around and it's A very obvious reference to uh, the iconic fight between Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris in Way of the Dragon. And also in X-Men Children of the Atom, also by Capcom, around the same time, Magneto. Kind of a strange pull, but I think it looks awesome. Uh, Magneto's idle stance is a direct reference to Bruce Lee doing the afterimage hand wave. His idle stance is pretty much the same thing, and I think it rules um and then uh yeah that that's pretty much all of the major hits for me when it comes to bruce lee but i mean just going over this list you can see how influential he was oh yeah you know he's just an icon and it's it's more than pop culture for a lot of people Mm -hmm. but but pop culture is a big part of it too
1: no No, I I think we've we've said on a few occasions how just how video gamey a lot of those uh, Kung Fu movies in the seventies really are like, you can feel a lot of the influence on video games and like their, their structure. So it makes sense that a lot of those people will be watching these a lot. And thus, you know, Bruce Lee is a huge part of that. So and it, totally. all kinda, it all kind of comes together.
2: And also as we prepare to actually start grappling with uh, his movies and, not just grappling, like enjoying that a lot of uh, his, his movies. I mean, I think what's clear with going through the list is like his popularity never wanes. And that's because Bruce Lee, isn't just a star. It's like that rarefied air of actual legend, you mm-hmm. know? Um And I mean, there yeah, very few people uh that you would like from the 20th century, you'd put in that category. Like, I guess like Marilyn Monroe or Jimi Hendrix or something right? Um, where it seems, it really feels like at, at this point, like their notoriety will kind of like never wane. And um, yeah, I, it's, I don't know, kind of beautiful to see how enduring like Bruce's impact is in these games, even if it's so hard to actually like get it, ra- get it yeah. right. <laughs> um but that probably means that developers are going to just keep trying until they get closer and closer.
3: Yeah, and Bruce Lee is its like one of these things that literally, like if you're out and you see somebody with a Bruce Lee shirt, you can just be like, yo, like, what's up? <laughs> and it'd be like, yeah, cool, like a nod to each other. Or I, I was also thinking, you know, we're talking about video games and this is merchandise. Like what would have been like the earliest like Bruce Lee type merchandise? And honestly, I just think, a pair of nunchucks, <laughs> like when when I was a kid, yeah, I had some nunchucks and I just played around with them. But and it's something that's like not even like a licensed thing, but you just see somebody playing around with a nunchuck, and you you immediately think of Bruce Lee. Well, Bruce Lee or Michelangelo now, but still, like it's just he just is like so iconic, so huge of a character that um it will it will endure forever and yeah I'm I'm just super excited for us to dig into this for a long time I felt intimidated by it because I thought man so many people love Bruce Lee we just gotta really <laughs> yeah. do this justice but honestly right now I'm just ready to have fun with it and uh really excited for us to yeah you know,
2: totally and it really just speaks to what we all think of Bruce is like we're you know we want to honor the legend it's like you don't feel worthy um, but honestly with everything that like we've all had to endure in in the world in the last <laughs> couple of years it's like yeah let's let's enjoy some of some of the legend
1: yeah i agree well yeah well thank you so much carlos for putting all of that together oh you're um, welcome and i'm i'm looking forward to to putting together all of the all the episode that you all just heard so thank you for listening to the episode if you like the show, you can leave us a review on whatever you're listening to this on. I think you can rate stuff on like Spotify and I, Podcast Addict. You can rate stuff now, but yeah, rate us on on Apple Podcasts is a big one too. So so rate us there. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at Here's the Number Three Podcast on all three of them, and of course, we are starting next week with our our Bruce Lee arc, um, and we're starting with Big Boss, right?
3: Yeah. So I mean if if you're looking at bruce lee's filmography it does reach a little further back than that and we could really get into that history a bit when we start on these episodes but Mm -hmm. we're gonna start with uh 1971's the big boss
1: well until next week we're taking a look at 1971's the big boss i'm matthew i'm marty i'm carlos and we are the heroes three remember your training